0: It's time for Friday Follies, right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated R and is recommended restricted for anyone under the age of 17. 24-Hour Action News presents Zip Code with your host, Slip Zipley. Welcome back to Zip Code. I'm your host, Slip Zipley. One of the most divisive, dangerous, and truly psychotic individuals in the entire world is dead. I'm talking, of course, about Charles Darwin. Author, dare I say, heresiarch of the so called theory of evolution, he was also the writer of the book, and the appropriately titled, in my opinion, The Descent of Man. Long characterized as a hater of God and of America, is Darwin's legacy even worse than we once thought? My guest this evening is Dr. Philbert Horsblower of the Creationist Research Foundation, and he contends that Charles Darwin is personally responsible for planting fossils all around the Earth in an attempt to rob the human race of the legacy of Christianity. Dr. Horsblower, welcome to Zip Code. Thank you. It's an absolute pleasure to be on your program, Slip. You can say that again. Now, what exactly is the contention of your new book, Darwin, Emperor of Evil? Well, Slip... Our contention is is that uh, when Charles Darwin visited the Galapagos Island in the 1800s, he was initiated into a secret society of satanic scientists, who are in fact the true authors of the so-called theory of evolution. And this happened in the Galapagos. Yeah, that's the primary reason why that island is designated as a wildlife preserve. In actuality, it's the Antichrist personal fortress of solitude, where a plans, even at this moment, to exterminate Christians. That's absolutely fascinating. Yes. Now, in the 20 year gap between the visit to the Galapagos and the Mm -hmm. publication of his theory of evolution, as I like to call it, (laughs) a cloned double of Darwin was sent back to England, and uh, in fact, the real Charles Darwin led a team of scientists to the Middle East and North Africa and buried thousands and thousands of manufactured dinosaur fossils. Mother of God. Yes, well well, it gets worse than that. You see, these specially designed fossils were created by Nikola Tesla and mm. smuggled into the Middle East by Alistair Crowley, uh, the famous Satanists, uh-huh. and were made of a special petroleum-based material, which after fifty years would break down into sweet raw crude oil. Jumping Jimmy. Yes, yes. Now this was done at the behest of the Saudi princes and the Islamo-fascist warlords of uh, the time, uh-huh. who were slated by Satan himself to become the eventual rulers of Israel. Uh. So-called, This so-called fossil fuel mm-hmm. made all of that possible through the amount of revenue that they reached. Uh, astounding. Indeed. And, uh, now, yes. we at the Creationist Research Foundation have determined that natural oil mm-hmm. has placed... By the hand of God himself in the chosen land of America in the yes. south, Texas, the place of George Bush. Amen. That, that particular brand of oil burns as a clean, harmless fuel yes, source. It releases yes. no pollution whatsoever. But ah. this scientifically, or should I say satanically created oil, <laughs> yes. releases a gas... That actually causes global warming. Ah. It is responsible for all global warming. Ah. And more than that, we have proven beyond a shadow of a doubt Mm -hmm. that this gas also is responsible for homosexuality in humans. Bang on the head. Exactly, exactly. In a nutshell, Slip. The way you have it is this. Satan, Mm. science, Mm. Darwin, Mm. Islam, Uh oil, Mm. terrorism, global warming, environmentalism, Mm. gay marriage, Mm. New World Order, Mm. Harry Potter movies, Mm. apocalypse. It's all there in a nutshell and Uh. detailed in the book. Utterly, utterly fantastic. So, So what sort of evidence have you uncovered to back this up? Well, we have proof that Charles Darwin coded special information secret messages into all of the fossils that can be found in places like the Museum of Natural History, and all you have to do is examine those fossils closely and you will find that code. And have you found it? Well, we attempted to verify it. Uh, we went to the Museum of Natural History in New York and confronted the curators there with uh, demands, and they had us thrown out. Really? Well, I wonder what it is they have to hide. <laughs> I think we both know the answers to that, Slip. <laughs> we'll be right back to zip code after this message zip code is proudly sponsored by the lexon global oil corporation our fuel burns clean and safe just like jesus intended I tell you, June 8th, 2006, you are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. I am your host, Kai and Chris Conner, and welcome back to my program. My goodness, my program, Technical Difficulties, comedy podcast, with me, my podcast, by myself, by me, about me. Well, it's not about me, but yeah, it's all about me. I'd like to thank all of you for downloading this and giving it a listen. I, uh, I'm, uh, as usual, uh, sitting here, parked, with my butt parked in the chair here in Minneapolis, Minnesota, on a lovely day in the uh, mid-80s, upper 80s, mid-80s, somewhere around there. It's a summer's day, about as summery as a summer day should get, in my opinion. It doesn't get any nicer than this, although it could be cooler, actually. God, this is the most, oh, boy, I can't believe I just did that. I started talking about the weather. The weather's so nice here in Minneapolis, shit, man. That's pathetic. All right, well, <clears throat> I got some lovely mail. Thanks so much for people uh, who uh, dropped me lines last week and said, hey, if uh, you were listening to last week's show, man, that was kind of an off-the-cuff show. And this one, of course, is also being done, as I always do things at the last minute. And that's because I had to spend the first two, three days of this week uh, putting together a... Um, a new Channel Surfing Wipeout. And if you go over to ChannelSurfingWipeout.com, you get to see uh, get to see the fruits of that labor. It's brand new. It's like a seven-minute episode of Channel Surfing Wipeout. Seven-plus minutes, almost eight minutes, I believe. And uh, it's all kinds of comedy by myself, my wife Susan, and our friend David. And uh, that's over at ChannelSurfingWipeout.com, or you can go over to iTunes and subscribe to that. But you're not doing that, are you? No, you're listening to Technical Difficulties. And uh, it's a comedy podcast. And uh, the reiteration for those of you out there who don't know what you're listening to... This is what you're listening to, and uh, well, I can kind of blather on at this at the end of, about all this stuff at the end of the show. So why don't I do that and let's go straight into technical difficulties, shall we? Overweight, carrying around a few extra pounds, but don't have the time, inclination, or wherewithal to stick to a diet? Well, now you can kiss that spare tire goodbye with the new Minnesota Chaos Behavior Diet. A truly remarkable and revolutionary breakthrough in weight loss technique, the Minnesota Chaos Behavior Diet will shed pounds through bizarre, unpredictable behavior. Now you too can lose up to 10 pounds a month by taping beach balls to your knees, playing checkers blindfolded, and by reading poetry to be always. Yes, the Minnesota Chaos Behavior Diet Plan assigns every waking second of your life with ridiculous and absurd behaviors, which, when combined with a sensible eating and exercise plan and a compliant genetic disposition towards a healthy body type, will shrug off blubber and make your friends and loved ones think you're bug fuck crazy. So remember, that's the Minnesota Chaos Behavior Diet, where greasing a skateboard of the live squirrel can lead to a more beautiful view. And this week's episode of Technical Difficulties is dedicated to Jake Musser, who turned 16 this week. That's right, 16 on the 9th of June. Congratulations, Jake Musser. You're old enough to drive. And old enough to be tried as an adult if you screw that up too badly. So I'd watch your P's and Q's if I were you. Uh, Dad? Dad, are you here anywhere? Uh, I'm over here in the den, son. Hold on a second. just got to put this skateboard and squirrel away. Oh, sorry about that, Dad. I didn't mean to interrupt you in the middle of your workout. What workout? Oh, never mind. Dad, can I ask you a stupid question? Oh, son. When have you ever asked me anything but? Screw you, too, Dad. That's more like it. Now what's your question, son? Well, Dad, as you know, this week is my 16th birthday. 16 years old. Wow, it seems like just yesterday we dragged your ass home from the hospital. How many years has it been? Actually, it's been a week since I got home from the hospital, Dad. Oh, that's right. So how's everything healing up, anyway? Uh, steady. The OxyContin sure helps. Oh, I'll bet it does. Remember to save a few for Dad, why don't you? Uh, sure. Anyway, I was born 16 years ago today, Dad, yeah. so uh, I had a question to ask you about my birthday present. 16 years old. You know, when this family, son, 16 years old makes you a man, so we'll just have to go out and get you laid this year. Uh, a little late for that, Dad. Maybe you've noticed the successive string of girls going up to my bedroom every day. Oh, I thought that was simply that massage license we got you for your 13th birthday paying off. No, I paid that off last year, Dad. Remember, I showed you the certificate and everything. Oh, that's right. So what do you want for this year's birthday, son? Well, Dad, I was thinking this year I'd like a car. A car? What about the one I got you for your last birthday, son? Dad, you stole that car and made me take the rap for it. This year I'd like a car of my own. You know, a legitimate one? Well, I suppose, son. You are sick 16 years old, and that means you're old enough to drive now, and old enough to be tried as an adult, so I'd I'd watch watch my P's and and Q's Q's, if I were you. Yeah, Dad, you know, repetition isn't always the best comedy source. Touché, son. Well, what kind of car would you like? Well, I was thinking a Lamborghini, Dad. A Lamborghini, you say. Good choice, son, but are you aware of just how much one of those costs? Well, yes, I am, Dad, and are you aware of the number of hours of footage I've collected from the security camera I've surreptitiously installed in your bedroom over the last five years that will be uploaded to the internet if I don't go back and enter the secret code in the next 15 minutes lamborghini it is son good choice i always knew you had a good eye for cars thanks dad you're the greatest that's what all the local politicians and ministers dressed as women say son and now it's time for chiller drive-in movie theater tonight's film 1951 classic curse of the cursed cursed monsters curse from space Oh dear. I haven't seen my husband Doug in days. I, I wonder what he could be doing. It's, has he been in the laboratory all this time? Uh, Doug? Doug, are you here somewhere? Doug? Um, Helen, I'm over here, behind the random stacks of laboratory equipment. I'm sorry, did I interrupt you in the middle of an experiment? No, I was just blowing bubbles in my milk. Oh, there you are. Mm -hmm. Ah. So how is my favorite husband scientist professor of radioactiveness? I'm absolutely incredible, Helen. You wouldn't believe it. I've discovered a brand new frequency of radioactivity. We can use this for the benefit of the entire world. Look, if I take this radiation and I expose these locusts to it, they'll grow absolutely huge. Ooh, that sounds wonderful. Mm -hmm. Then what happens? Do they. What? I mean, what if they escape or something? Well, if they escape, there's no problem. We could use the same radiation to make produce absolutely titanic. Then we could leave it in a field somewhere to lure the giant locusts to it and maybe set off an atom bomb right around them and destroy them all. Ooh, that's wonderful. And then we could take the same technology, the same radioactivity, and make produce gigantic afterwards and feed starving nations with it. Theoretically, couldn't you do that and skip the giant insect part? That's even better. I knew I married you for a reason, dear. Oh, that's so sweet. But you should get ready. Remember, in half an hour, we have to go and visit your best friend and fellow scientist, Philip, who's got that observatory set up in the haunted house in the middle of the woods. Oh, I almost forgot. All right, well, we should get going. Um, I'll just leave this cage of locusts inside the radiation chamber then, and we should leave. Are you sure that's wise? Oh, Helen, what could possibly go wrong? I am a scientist, after all. <laughs> of course, I forgot. Running. Philip, you old dog you just look at you working away on science. Doug! Helen, welcome to my little humble laboratory. Come in, come in. You had something you wanted to show us, Philip. I certainly did. Come on and let me show you this little baby I've been working on. Phil, that's incredible. What is it? Well, as you know, I'm a scientist who specializes in radio communication. I've been using this huge telescope and this radio apparatus here to communicate with Mars. Mars? Yes, and it turns out, wouldn't you know that the Martians, well, they're scientists just like us and they sent me the schematics to build this box that they're going to use to teleport some of their best scientists here and they're going to shower mankind with the secrets of the universe bill that's absolutely amazing i can't wait to see it in action imagine martians teleporting here to earth you don't think they could be using it for an invasion do you oh helen don't be absurd after all why would they they're scientists oh that's right i forgot Hey, Phil, just out of curiosity, what's in this crate from the University of Cairo over here? Astute observation there, Doug. Those happen to be artifacts from a pharaoh's tomb. Oh, were those the cursed ones you were telling us about? Oh, that's right. Uh, What was it about those? Oh, yes, they're cursed and that they would unleash Uh, the howling uh, desert demons on the night of the full moon. Yes. Like tonight. That's absolutely right, but being a scientist, of course, I don't believe any of that nonsense. So it's okay if I just leave them in the full moonlight like this? (laughs) Why not? By the way, Phil, I did the research like you asked and I found out that, yes, this observatory is built on a forgotten Indian burial ground. Ah, oh, well, I found that out myself when I started digging up all those Indian graves. <laughs> <laughs> we'll return to our movie right after this. Would you like a degree in veterinarian auto mechanics? Well, who wouldn't in this day and age? Right now, our operators are standing by. If you call this number what? you see on your screen, you can uh, have one of our veterans. come to your house right oh. now and fix your pets. Oh, where's that remote? Just like robots. Oh, man, movie was just getting good. Tweaker, uh, what are you doing here, uh, man? It's like two in the morning. Jerome, uh, you have uh, to totally come with me to the quad. Why? I just totally saw UFO. Sweet, let's go. Okay, uh, we're at the quad, Tweaker Sue. So is this where you saw the UFO? Uh, yeah, no, Wait. But- what did we come here for, then, man? You said you saw it here. No, I said I saw it from here, man. Oh. It was up in the sky, stupid. Oh, right, 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 right. So uh, so yeah. where were you here in the quad when uh, you saw it? Um, over, over there. See? Over there, the blanket. Right over there with the water bottles and stuff. It's right next to that, and my stash. That's that's where it was when I saw it. Your stash? Uh, yeah. yeah. When when it happened, I got so excited, I actually ran for your apartment, and I left my stash. I hope nobody took it. So, Tweaker, you're totally on drugs right now, uh, aren't you? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And you know what else, Jerome? They totally landed, and they came out of their ship, and they gave me this. A bagel? I was wondering why you were carrying that around, man. That seemed kind of random. Yeah, and um, they gave me—they gave it to me. So let me see if I understand mm-hmm. this correctly, okay? Mm-hmm. You took a bunch of drugs in the quad, mm-hmm. and you sat out here in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. and a UFO showed up, yeah. I landed, yeah, mm-hmm. and aliens got out and gave you a bagel? Mm-hmm. And then they flew away, and you're the only one who saw it? hmm Yeah. Did they say anything to you? Um, no. You know what this means, don't you? That our entire theory about aliens only appearing to uncredible individuals and to our people in states of altered consciousness has been proven true. <laughs> ha! Take that, James <laughs> Randy. I know, it's so cool, isn't it? <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Oh, I'm so high. <laughs> So you want to go get some food or something? No, I think I'm just going to go back to my room and get some rest. So I'll, I'll be going now and make sure to write something down of me about that so I sort of remember it in the morning. Okay, take it easy, night tweaker. Man, everybody gets all the luck but me. And I bet my movie's probably over too. And now the conclusion to tonight's drive-in chiller movie theater. So it turns out it was the communists all along. That's right, Helen. They were going to use those cursed pharaoh items to subvert democracy and destroy the American way of life. And all working for the Martians. Well, why do you think they call it the Red Planet? Well, Helen, it's just too bad Phil had to pay for that with his life. But thanks to those Indian ghosts, those giant locusts, and that atom bomb of yours, you saved mankind. Did I, Helen? Did I really... Yes, actually did. Oh, good. The end. There's the end of the episode for you. I hope you enjoyed it all of you. (laughs) Hello. And uh, you've been listening, of course, to Technical Difficulties. I have been your host, Guy and Chris Conroy. And this has been... uh... Well, I always wanted to do cheesy monster movie stuff, so I guess I did it there, although I did it in my own inimitable, that is to say, hackneyed style. (laughs) Just throw a bunch of cliches and... Let the chips fall where they may. Anyway, uh, you all can contact me at techadiff at gmail.com if and you'd like to send me a file or drop me a line or anything like that. I've been real behind on people, on on um, corresponding with people. Um, so I, I, I'm i sorry. if somebody, oh, somebody sent me a promo to play and I didn't play it, and I got I can't find it right now. I'm sorry. I'll have that next week when I'm a little bit more organized. Uh, I'd like to thank Mikel's... Um, Mikkel Sklani from Denmark, who sent me a nice letter. Uh, he's a, he's uh, from Denmark. He's a Dane living in China. There you go. There's your international experience right there. Uh, he, uh, he sent me an email saying how much he enjoyed the show. So that was cool and I have totally forgotten to mention this manly geek over at manlygeek.com. I think that's where he's got it linked to manlygeek.com created a frapper map for technical difficulties fans. Damn it. He did that like a month ago. And I totally just kept, kept forgetting to mention it because I suck. And, uh, please thank you manly geek. And please head on over to manlygeek.com and and hook up with his frapper map. So I, I guess I can log on and see where all of you are. That'd be interesting. Uh, Rusty Bender sent me some nice email, and Anthony Anselmo, Anthony, I'll get that picture of John Henry as soon as I get the okay from him, and by the way, I was wrong, uh, Anthony asked me, what does John look like, because evidently he's got the hots for John, and uh, well, I said that John looked a bit like Matthew Broderick with a uh, wrestler's build, you know, and re- looking back, I realize that's a mistake, he looks like Hugh Jackman. Ha, how's that Anthony? He looks like Hugh Jackman. He really does. He's gotten a little bit older. When I first met him, he looked just like Matthew Broderick, but he got a little bit a um, little bit more defined and now he looks like kinda like Hugh Jackman. Certainly got Hugh Jackman's smile. So there you can think about that. <laughs> uh Jacob uh Shohaki? Sh- 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 so- so- uh, well anyway, I mentioned Grupa Mokarta. i probably Jacob, I probably totally saw um so- Soczaki, I think it's Soczaki, uh, from Poland. I mentioned Grupa Mokarta uh, last week, and he was really surprised that I mentioned it. I stumbled across Grupa. That's G R U P A Mokarta. M O C A R T A. Check them out on YouTube. Just Grupa Mokarta. It's a string quartet from Poland who are just absolutely incredible. You have to see them. Don't. This is not boring at all. This is. They are hilarious. They're kind of like comedy. Imagine the most amazing string quartet that can play any type of style of music ever in the world and they're hilarious. They do lots of physical and musical comedy with their stuff. If you've got a brain, you'll laugh. I would like to thank um, good old uh, El Nacho, Rambling Retard Rampage. If you're not listening to that, I would listen to that. Little bastard, you're funny. He's a funny little bastard. Now, Rambling Retard Rampage is always funny to me. Um, he's just... I, I wish I had that level of uninhibited comedy associated with it, just the way he can... Just let it fly. Amazing to me. I, so I really love Rambly Retard Rampage, and of course, uh, who else? is Steve Garriott, of course, who made the. I got to figure out a way to put that damn page up. He cross-indexed all the episodes with all the characters. And by the way, mentioned on my on my message board that I've actually have three hundred and twenty different named characters in my show, and that probably go, will go up from there. And he's promised to do quarterly updates of it. Why? i don't know thank you so much for doing that though i've never really I mean, i've never had fans before i don't know how to react to that thank you steve from washington uh ed mcbagg ed overt um the uh he sent or ed ovett send me a nice memorial day greeting thank you so much for that and who else lose of course lose sent me email um he got through to me in my tech diff uh TechDiff De- tech at Gmail. And speaking of comments, why don't you all head on over to uh, TechDiff.com and, and leave a comment on my comments page. I've been getting more comments because I realize i boiled you guys down to a hardcore. So I keep getting comments from my fan base. And I think it's so cool. So why don't you guys head on over there uh, to my fan base. And thank you so much for uh, Kim Dallier, Steve G., El Nacho, Luz, Anthony, Al says who... I was wondering what happened to Al Say's. I missed you, Al man. I went through Barrington, Rhode Island, and I thought, Oh, how can I get in touch with Al Says? I'd sure like to have a cup of coffee or beer or something and you were in China, so it wouldn't have mattered. Uh Paul um Vlad Vladichik Paul Vladichik said some nice things about me, which you can all read over and Brian and more from Lou's and Comments and such, you can read them all over at my techdiff.com page. Please head on over there. Feel free to head on over there and leave a comment for me, because God knows I love comments, and I'll respond as quickly as I possibly can. So techdiff at gmail.com or over at techdiff.com if you want to leave a comment. Uh, if you would like uh, very much to, um, and if you want, you could try to send stuff to me at cayenne at tcinternet.net or at techdiff at tcinternet.net, but both of those accounts have been a little hinky lately, so I'd go with the, I'd go with the Gmail one. That seems to be the most reliable. Uh, What else? Okay, Uh, uncomfortable-questions.com. That's my wife Susan's podcast, interview podcast. She interviewed Manly Geek. Hear what Manly Geek has to say. It's a really fun interview. Um, And go over to uh, channelsurfingwipeout.com. we got a brand new episode up there. Finally, after like a month or two or something, we finally got a new episode of that up. So that's cool. And we'll try to get more of those done as things go by. And that brings me to the end of my program. You know, I'm making a decision right now. There will be no technical difficulties for the week of uh, June 21st. June 21st, there will be no technical difficulties. Thank you. i am decided I need to take a break on one day this month. There, I said it. Even when I was on vacation, I didn't take a day off. So I'm going to take that week off. I also have another reason for taking that week off. I mean, that gives me free time to really, that'll be a Wednesday on June 21st. That's my birthday. If you'd like to send me a birthday greeting or whatever for my birthday, you feel free to do so. And I will read it on the following week's show or or whatever. I'll, I'll broadcast that on the following week's show. So June 21st, 2006, that's my birthday. And if you'd like 38 years old and if you'd like to uh, send me a, a birthday greeting, I won't stop you. And another reason why I'll be, uh, that'll be a good thing for me to do that week is that, that week I've got a bunch of stuff done around the house apart from my birthday stuff and why Mr. Dr. Kenji, Kenji Spot, Kenji Komeno, Komeno Kenji is visiting from Tokyo. God help me. God help me. Hurricane Kenji is blowing, Typhoon Kenji is blowing through the Twin Cities. I don't even know what to expect at that point. Heaven help us all. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. This has been Technical Difficulties. Again, I've been your host, Kyan Chris Conroy, and I will talk to you all again next week. See, today is the 8th. I will be... uh, I'll see you back on the 15th. So thanks a lot, and good week. And happy birthday to Jake Musser again. So, do you have children, or are you just a child at heart? In which case, Saturday Story Circle might be a good place to kickstart your weekend because we have the very best of family-friendly audio which is all rated g for great join us on the main mutual audio network feed or you can find us at the saturday story circle wherever you get your podcasts the mutual audio drama network